0: Welcome and thanks for joining us for this episode of the c 3 Church Podcast. You're about to listen into a message from one of our gatherings. To find out more about our community, where we gather both in person and online, and how to get involved, head to cfreechurch.ca. Now, let's listen into a message from a recent service. Hey, it is good to be here. I've not been here in for a service in a long time. Um, so it is so good to be here. I hope you are all doing well, and I hope you are prepared and ready to hear something from God. Can we turn this down a little bit? It's, I am I'm, I'm talking softly, and, and everyone's going to be very upset once I start talking loudly. Um, uh, we are in the middle of a series called, who knows? It's not there. Someone, t- talk to, talk back to me. What is it? Nothing comes free. Nothing comes free. Um, And I know that we as a church have a culture that we take notes, right? Everyone here, we take notes, uh, we prepared to hear something from God, but I have a request from you today, and uh, and today's going to be a little bit like um, C3 Kids. I've not been in C3 Kids for a very long time, so... So, no, no, no. Snacks. Snacks. Well, just like if I was leading C3 Kids, I guarantee I would have forgotten the snack. So that is not present. Um, but I'm actually going to ask you not to take notes this morning. But we do have a craft that you're going to participate in. So I'm going to ask you all to come on and get up. And what I'd like you to do is come over here where you're going to pick up a brick. You're going to pick up uh, one or two elastic bands you choose. They're multicolored, so you can choose your mood for the day. You're going to pick up a Sharpie, which you're going to have to share with those around you, uh, and a piece of paper. And then you can go back to your seat there. So everyone has a brick. Um, I heard uh, Pastor Russ say that he's seen Home Alone. And lo and behold, this is exactly what I would like you to do with the brick. I would like you to take the piece of paper and I would like you to wrap it around the brick. And I would like you to use elastic band to secure the piece of paper the brick, li- to the brick. Think, yes, think to yourself. If I was to throw a brick through a window and leave an angry note on it, this is what it would look like. Great. So here's what I'd like you to do. First is I'd like you not to take notes for the message, not because I'm going to say anything profane. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, but what I'd love for you to do throughout the whole message is I'd like you to hold onto the brick. While I preach, I'd just like you to hold the brick. Here, I want, to read, uh, I want to read this verse to you. It's found in Matthew eleven twenty-eight 28 to 30. And I'm going to read uh, a couple different versions. Um, but the first version I want to read to you is <clears throat> in the message. It says, Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. This is Jesus speaking. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. The Amplified Version, which is a version of the Bible that takes some of the terms, because our Bible wasn't um, written in English, takes some of the terms that were in Greek or in Hebrew, and it expands on the meaning of it um, to give you a more full meaning. It says, come to me all who are weary and heavily burdened by religious rituals that provide no peace, and I will give you rest, refreshing your souls with salvation. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, following me as my disciples. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest, renewal, blessed, quiet for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and my burden is light. How many of you love that verse? My yoke is easy, and my burden is light. My yoke is easy, and my burden is light. My title of this message, for those who are not taking notes this morning, is Freshman 15. Freshman 15. Why don't you bow your heads? I'm quickly going to pray. Jesus, we thank you that you say "Where two or more gathered in your name, that you will be there. God, we recognize right now your presence. God, we put aside all distractions, all burdens, all worries to rest and sit in your presence. In Jesus' heavenly name we pray, amen. I'm wearing this hat today because a number of weeks ago, I saw someone from this church, however, I think it was Tab, um, uh, comment on um, itty bitty beanies being the only thing that were worn at dose. Um, and since then, I have thought when I came to preach in Revelstoke, I was gonna be wearing an itty bitty beanie simply for that moment. And she's not here. Her. The Lord will condemn her. Um, no, I just, I just thought I would address that right away. Um, but don't we love We love this verse uh, that my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Right? And I, I've heard this verse. I've been in church a lot of years. I've heard this verse a lot. And it, really, it renews in me this re- reality that things in my life from Christ should always be easy. Doesn't it? This is immediately what I think. Okay, if it's heavy and hard, it's not from God. If it's difficult and challenging, it must not be Him. Because His yoke is easy and His burden is light. And how many of you know, as you all are holding this brick, that you all have burdens? If you tell me no, then your burden is lying. We all have burdens. We have these things that weigh us down, these things that feel heavy, these things that feel unmanageable, these things that we struggle with, these things that we fight for and fail in. And throughout this message, as something comes to mind as a burden that God is bringing to your attention, this really is a whole message designed for you to listen to what God's trying to say to you. That's really what every message is. But as we walk through this message, as God instills and the Holy Spirit speaks to you and says, hey, remember this thing that you've been carrying? What I'd like you to do is write it down on the brick. Write down the weights and the burdens that you're carrying. So this is this verse, right? My yoke is easy. My burden is light. I love the verse, right? Because it reminds me that everything that God gives us is easy. Except there's a problem. It says my yoke is easy. Now... I know you've probably read this before, and you've probably heard the, the, the imagery of it, and the yoke is designed, uh, the yoke is, is not an egg yoke, it's not Y-O-L-K, it's a Y-O-K-E yoke, and the Y-O-K-E yoke was put on top of um, oxen in the field, it was a piece of wood for whatever reason, because I'm not uh, from the medieval times, well I guess this is still a medieval thing, I always picture like a guillotine without a, a, a blade, <laughs> if that helps you. Great, if it doesn't, well, that's not from God then. But it's this thing that would be put on the ox's shoulders and it would be a weight and a burden. It'd be something they had to carry. And what the oxen would do is they'd be attached to this yoke and then they would push the plow to till the soil. So when, when we read this, when Jesus is saying, my yoke is easy and my burden is light, he's not saying my yoke does not exist. Exactly. He's saying, I have a yoke that is designed for you. I just often read this and think, okay, it's gotta be easy. No, 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 it's gotta be right fitting. Mm -hmm. My yoke is easy and my burden is light because it fits properly. It fits well. Have you ever realized there's these burdens and these things that you're carrying, that you're constantly carrying, that you're constantly dealing with, this weight that is unbearable? Let me tell you, a lot of the time, it's because it's ill-fitted weight. This I didn't even do this on purpose. This, this jacket, you don't want to know a, an interesting story about this jacket. My wife and I, we were in, our, uh, in Toronto in October uh, last year, and then we were in Montreal, and we like to travel to Montreal, so we drove there, and we were there for a few days. Um, and maybe, maybe six months ago, eight months ago, about six months ago, I, I realized I, I've taken a break from my audio work that I used to do. Um, I think it was actually Tab, I ran into her one day later. She's like, you're not wearing black. I thought you loved black. and like, no, I just always had to wear black. Um, and I realized maybe about six months ago that I could actually choose the wardrobe I wanted to wear. And I was really excited to just wear what I want to wear. We had a little party at our house on Friday. I wore a Hawaiian pineapple shirt with matching Hawaiian pineapple shorts. <laughs> I wore what I wanted to wear. Everyone said, is this a dress up party? I said, no, this is what I wanted to wear. (laughs) But we were, in, uh, we were in Montreal, and we're, we're, we're driving, or we're, we're walking. We went to this bakery, and it was on the day that we were flying out. And I walked by this store, and it's sort of this weird, like, half-underground store. So you're walking by, and you're sort of peering in the window. And I see this, this older gentleman down, down in the store. And, you know, he's one of those guys, you can tell, who's just been working there forever. And I'm like, what is this store? And I stare in, and he catches my eye, and he looks at me. and He says, come in. And I look, and I realize it's a tailor. Yeah. It's a man who measures you and makes your suit. I look, I look at Kimberly. Kimberly sees dollar signs running in my mind. She's like, yes, you can. And in I go to get a tailor-made suit. Love it. Love it. This suit was measured for me. Yeah. Cool. If you put it on, you will not look as good as I look right now. <laughs> if you put it on, it will not accentuate you as well as it accentuates me because it's the perfect fit for me. There is a yoke that God has for you, a burden and a weight that he has for you. But it's easy and it's light, not because it's not weight, but because it's perfectly designed for you. There's an interesting thing about an ox wearing a yoke. An ox cannot wear two yokes. So if you want to wear the yoke that God has for you, that is easy and light, you have to let go of the burden you're carrying that's not designed for you. The yoke that God has. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. It's interesting because it's all about this ox who's doing this work. You want to know an interesting thing about the ox? He's not doing the work he wants to do. He's doing the work of the master. Because the yoke that is easy and well designed, the burden that is light and is made for you, is about the master's work. That's right. I have this funny thing in my life. I carry the burdens of my work. I carry the burdens and the weight of the things I want to do. And God usually tries to interrupt me I say, but that's not what I want to do. This is what I want to do. He's like, but you carry that weight so poorly. <laughs> I titled this Freshman 15. It's this idea that when you go to your freshman year, which doesn't mean anything here in Canada, but when you go into your freshman year of college, that you gain 15 pounds. Now, we don't want to talk about weight here, but you know, just understand what I'm saying with this. It's this idea that you suddenly gain these weights. Because here's the thing that happens in life, is as you walk through life, you pick up weight. You pick up burdens. You pick up offenses. You pick up... Issues in your world. I was reading something, uh, I was, it was an Instagram thing this morning, and I'm going to paraphrase it. It's uh, by a guy who's a part of a um, the- theology university. But he, he basically said that um, unless we're fighting for things, that the opposite of fighting for things is Is losing those things. So if we don't fight for good theology, we automatically lose good theology. If we don't fight for being an inviting church, we automatically lose that. We have to fight for the things we want. It's the things that we don't fight for come naturally. Right? Like, I don't actually have to, um, I don't have to try to sin. It's just not something I have to do. Seems to come easily to me. Maybe not you. I don't have to try to be angry. It's just lots of opportunities to be angry. I drove on the highway this morning. I don't have to try to have offense. I don't have to try to have no friends. I don't have to try to have uh, dissonance and disunity in my marriage. I have to work at caring and fighting for those things that I do want in my marriage. You don't have to try um, to, and to carry weight. It naturally happens. What you have to do is fight for the releasing of the weight. Um, there's this quote, uh, have you ever heard of Martin Luther? Martin Luther is famous. He was um, he was the man who, uh, he, was, he was in the Catholic Church, and he inevitably became sort of the, the authority on the Lutheran Church, is what was birthed out of it. But he, he read through the Bible, and he realized that there was a number of things that were not as he had been taught. And he's famous for writing this thesis on that. And of course, Martin Luther, King Jr. was named after Martin Luther. Martin Luther says this. He says, if I fail to spend two hours in prayer each morning, the devil gets the victory through the day. Aren't you all encouraged? Because you all spent two hours in prayer this morning, right? You're like, I didn't even spend two minutes in prayer this morning. I think that's interesting, right? And he's he's recognizing the necessity for this to be the first thing. He's recognizing the necessity that I have to put God at the forefront of everything. Because actually... Here's what I've learned, is first thing in the morning, when I wake up, I roll over, I pick up my phone, I read my Bible, and if I don't do that in the morning, it's 10 o'clock at night and I thought, oh, I didn't think about reading my Bible today. It's not really that there's anything sanctified about the morning, there's just something consistent about it. The things in my life that I want to get done, I have to do in the morning. For me, you may be very different. I am not a night person. 9.30, I'm asleep like a baby especially if the babies are crying. I don't hear those. (laughs) I'm like, I'm asleep. Um, But he says this. But here's the the other part of this um, quote that he says that's really interesting. He said, I have so much business to do that I cannot get on without spending three hours daily in prayer. So if you felt bad about the two hours of prayer you weren't praying, what about those three hours of prayer that were probably not praying? But here's what he's saying, because here's what I do. And I'm pretty sure that we're all about in the same boat here. Things are going bad in my world. There's too much to do. So, hey, I don't have time to read my Bible and pray this morning because I've got too much to do. Hey, I don't have time to get to church on Sunday because i got too much to get done this weekend. Hey, I don't have time to spend with my wife right now because i got this work to get It's funny how when you don't spend time in those right things, they don't actually get better. And what he's acknowledging here is, actually, if I, if I have so much that needs to get done, if I have so many important things that need to get done, then the most important thing is I need to get right in the presence of God for a longer period of time. We're really good prayers when, there's, when there is urgency. Sorry, we're really good at praying as a last resort. Nothing else works, so therefore let me pray. But I wonder what our lives would look like if we prayed as a first resort. Now, Martin Luther has set the bar really high. I'm not sure who in the room has the two hours a day to pray without other things going on in the world. I'm not sure who has the three hours a day to pray with the other, but the principle here still remains. The principle is when things are getting busy, do you pick up your own weight to start carrying it better or do you put the weight on Jesus' shoulders? Because the weight that I try to carry is unbearable, but his yoke is easy and his burden is light. So when I spend the time in prayer and align myself properly, what actually happens is my burdens get easy and they get light because they are the right fitting. It's funny how many times in prayer um, what God really does is he tells you the things that you're doing that you shouldn't be doing. And and I don't mean that in the nature of sin. You know, we, we don't need prayer to tell us the things that we're doing that we shouldn't be doing that are sin. Right? Like, that's why you're not praying about it because you already know it's sin. Generally. But the things that in prayer he tells me not to do are good things. But he's saying these are good things, but they're not for you. These are great things, but they're not for you because that's not your burden to carry. That's someone else's burden. And if you recognize that my burden is easy and my, or sorry, my yoke is easy and my burden is light, then you recognize that it actually doesn't rely on Josiah. To save the world, it relies on Jesus to save the world. Josiah makes a pretty bad savior. You're not allowed to laugh, it's a joke. <laughs> but yet, we try to be the savior. We're called to care for people, but not carry people. It's a very hard line to balance to care without caring. Here's something that is really unfortunate but, but is important to learn in any relationships that you're supporting people is unless, and you've learned this, but you just forget it, is, is you can only put in as much energy into that relationship as the person's willing to go. The person has to be willing to put in stuff. Inevitably, in marriage counseling, when I, when I sit with couples who are going things, if one partner's not willing to do anything, there's, there's not a whole lot that can be done because both have to be participants in it. There has to be a desire for change in that. It's unfortunate. You care, but you can't carry. Because I'm not designed to carry. I care about everyone in this room, but I'm not designed to carry you. And if I carry you, I I will be in a bad place myself that I can't care for you. But the principle here that Martin Luther is saying, he's saying, make sure you align things in the proper sense. Here's a simple way to do it. It's a a friend of mine. um, He's... He's he's sort of he grew up in church, very burned, very burned by church. He's in our church. Um, he said to me one time they they started coming out before the um, like before twenty twenty and uh, and I keep connected with him very well. And he says to me he's like it's funny. He's like I've never felt more connected to a church that I show up to so little. <laughs> um, and I promise you he shows up very little. <laughs> but he's got things that he's working out. But he's working out this, this real interesting relationship with God. And he every time he goes into a business deal or situation, he's just this Holy Spirit guide me. This is Martin Luther's principle right here. It's not because it was three hours of prayer that he had the power of God. It's because he put God first that he had the power of God. As I'm standing there in worship, as Hannah's singing the second, no, the third, and the fourth, and then the third, and then the fourth <laughs> song, I'm sitting there and saying, Holy Spirit, what do you want to do? We make it too hard. We think, well, the weight's so heavy, so therefore it must be hard. No, no, no. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Turn to me, recognize this. Hey, Holy Spirit, what do you want to do? In every situation, if we just did that, before I go into a coffee meeting with someone that I don't know what to say, Holy Spirit, give me the right words. Before I go into a job interview, that I don't know if I should get the job or not get the job, if it's God's purpose or not. Holy Spirit, be with me in this. Before I go into a, a disgruntled employee meeting where I'm really going to let the person go, Holy Spirit, guide me in this. Do you, do you hear what I'm saying? Because his burden is easy, or sorry, his yoke is easy, and his burden is light, because it's right fitted. Uh, I read this other quote last week. Um, By Pastor Craig Rochelle. Pastor Craig Rochelle, pastors, uh, it's considered the largest church in the US called Life Church. They're also um, who you can thank for the Bible app if you use that. And he said this he said, What you attempt to control the most often reveals where you trust God the least. What you attempt to control the most often reveals where you trust God the least. If I think about that, I got to say yep. The things that I try to do in my own strength the most are the things that I'm trying to include God in the least. Sometimes on purpose, sometimes just because life gets so busy that isn't it funny? It's like it's like God's this quiet character sometimes in your world. Always present, always available, but very patient, very unlike me. It's like he's in the room right now. He's standing there still, just saying, hey, I'm here when you need me, just let me know. I'm busy getting everything done, doing all this. Sitting here, hey, I'm here when you need me, let me know. Did you know that in your darkest moments, And in your brightest moments, God's there, standing there. Hey, when you need me, just let me know. Dark and bright. Generally, humanity tends to allow God into either their bright moments or only their dark moments, one or the other, the pattern you've created. i going to read Psalm 23, and I don't know if you haven't written something down on that brick yet. I encourage you to take a moment and maybe do like Martin Luther and say, Holy Spirit, what should I have on this brick? At the end of service, I'm not going to read them. No one else is going to read them. So I don't care what you write on them, it, because it's not about me. Because unfortunately, I can't release the weight that you have. I don't have the power to. If I wanted to have the power to or thought I had the power to, I'd be trying to carry you, not care for you. And I can't carry that weight. Just like actually, you can't carry that weight. You're just trying to. For some of you, it's really hard to write down what you know you should write down on that brick. I can feel it in the room. Attention. Attention. For some of us, sometimes in a situation like this, we don't know what we're supposed to write. We, we don't recognize the weight because we've been carrying it so long. For others of us, we recognize what it is, but to release it is so hard. Um, I'm going to come back to this verse in a second. I want to read a different verse. Um, sorry, they just... It's in James um, 5, uh, verses... 16, it says this, you've heard it before. It says, confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Avails much means helps much. It's such an interesting um, verse, and it, it doesn't, find its, um, doesn't find its home outside of the context of Christ and Christ crucified. It just can't. Confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. James, who is Jesus' brother, who is one of his disciples, says, if you confess your sins, the weight of that sin drops. It's ultimately what he's saying. And it's funny how often we sit in this, because this is just the reality of our lives. We sit with the weight, and our desire and willingness to confess it is the heaviest weight we've ever carried. The devil's tool is this. For whatever you struggle with, to tell you, you're the only person who struggles with it which statistically is so far from being able to be true. Logically impossible. Mm -hmm. Yet the devil's very clear in what he's trying to tell you that you are the only person who's ever struggled like this. The only person in your age, the only person of your gender, the only person who goes to church, the only person in the city of Revelstoke, the only person in your family, the only person in... This is what the devil tells you. Logically impossible, statistically untrue, yet the weight you feel. Because the devil knows this power. Mm-hmm. If you will confess your sin, the yeah. weight will drop. Yeah. So I don't have to, it's like he doesn't even have to worry about keeping you in the sin. <laughs> He's just has to worry be, about getting you free from it. <laughs> if you find Jesus, the next tool of the devil is just to keep you from the power and freedom that he has for you. Yeah. He's like, great, yeah. they'll make it to heaven. Yeah. As long as they don't make it on earth. Again, I don't know. I don't know what you have to write on your brick. I hope you're still holding your brick. I know, it's, it's hard. It's a hard reminder. And, and the bricks are much better, thank you, Josh, than the small stones I used last week. <laughs> I told the children, please find the biggest stones out here you can find <laughs> that you can carry. Um, but the point of this stone and the brick is that you can feel weight. I know, it's, what, 3.75 pounds? I don't know. This may not be a lot of weight, but it's weight. It's something. You can feel the reality of that. When you write words down on, you, know, you can feel the weight of what your words are in your mind, in your spirit. But there's something about seeing them on a weight. i want to read this. It's in Psalm 23. Uh, it is Psalm 23, not in Psalm 23. It says, The Lord is my shepherd. I fear nothing because I know, hey, it could be miserable around me. Everything in the world could be falling apart. But God, what do I have to fear if you are with me? What do you have to fear if God is with you? You prepare a table before me. This is insane. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Shouldn't there be a better place to put the table? (laughs) You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. What an amazing psalm by David. Of such the contrast of the world around him, of the environment that he's in, and the peace and certainty he has in him. Because he's not certain in himself. He's certain in him. Certainty in yourself will fail. There's some song we sing. I don't know what it is. But it says, you've never failed me. I have failed you. People in this room have failed you. They will probably fail you again. I'm not prophesying that. I've just seen them. I will probably fail you. Again. But he will never fail you. And if your reliance is on me or a person in this room without first being on him, we're missing it. Because I can't carry the weight. You cannot carry the weight. You are not designed to carry the weight. You are designed to have the yoke that is easy and the burden that is light. I'm going to invite Hannah up to play here as I come to a close In half an hour. Uh, A a couple weeks ago, um, uh, Kimberly, my wife and I, we got the opportunity to go on a vacation, and it's the first vacation that we've gone on. um, Well, we went. It's the first vacation that was not um, touristy. So, you know, a number of years ago, five years ago, we went. To Montreal, and we explored the city. You know, so we did a lot of things. It's so the first vacation that we went to that wasn't touristy. And it was just on a beach, and it was my wife and I without our kids. Amen. Um, and I got to tell you, people ask me after, like, how was it? And like, there were good moments. <laughs> and we got there, and um, and we've not vacationed together. We've been married 10 years, but we've not. Done things without the kids. We've been on a beach vacation, and the kids go to bed at 7:30, so someone's got, you know someone's got a nap, you know. And there's a schedule that's happened, and they said no schedule. And we go to the beach, and and uh, my wife loves the idea. She goes to the beach, she lies on the beach, and then I come there and I lie on the beach, and then I look, and then it's been five minutes, and it's been ten minutes, and I'm like, oh, you gotta love, you like, you want to be with, her. you know, 15 minutes, I'm like, are we done? <laughs> Can we do something else now? She's like, oh, she's like what is wrong with you? I shouldn't say that. (laughs) Sit in her head. (laughs) And it took six days for me to be able to sit still. We were there for eight days. Day seven and eight were good. Day one to six, we're not talking about. (laughs) It's funny this psalm The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down. You know what God's been convicting me about lately? Something called Sabbath. Because Sabbath is the recognition that I trust God has it. Lack of Sabbath is the recognition that I trust I have it. If you cannot take a day off, you do not trust God with your time. God created the earth and then he took a day of rest. If I cannot trust God with my time and take a day of rest, I think I'm better than God. It's not what we're saying. We say, well, I just got lots to do. No, you don't trust God. And you're actually profaning his name. I'm saying that because God's been telling me I've been profaning his name. So now from Friday to sundown to Saturday sundown, I try to rest. Am I good at it? I'm horrible at it. I sit there like this. What do I do? What do I do? But I'm trying to teach my body that it doesn't need to do everything. I was reading a book when we were on the holiday. It was by a pastor called Wayne Cordario. It was on burnout um, just because it was a book I had. And he says he burned out uh, in ministry, and he talks about how he went to a doctor, and the doctor said, well, what's been happening is you've been running uh, so long, and and you've actually been running on adrenaline. Adrenaline is supposed to exist for fight and flight. When things are really bad to give you energy to do this, he said, but you've been running on adrenaline so long, what's happened is your serotonin receptors have decreased and stopped firing. So you need to come off of your adrenaline rush so that your serotonin can get back to a level. God gives us a day of rest to get our serotonin levels in the right place. Because we're trying to fight and flight a world that's not asking us to fight and flight it. Because yeah. his burden is easy. Yeah. Or his yoke is easy and his burden is light. But my burdens are heavy, ill-fitted, and not light. Just close your eyes for just a moment? I preach long, I'm sorry. That's why I'm not allowed to be here very often. I'm not kidding I'm not telling the truth I schedule the preachers so is <laughs> what we're going to do we're going to take one minute you can see a clock and whether you've got something written down or not we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you again this is all about what God wants to do in your world so next 60 seconds ask Holy Spirit hey what should I have written down here more seconds Here's what I want to do. I want to give you an opportunity. That's what Jesus does. Jesus gives us opportunities. Every person in the world can be saved if they turn to Him. All they have to do is turn and say, "Jesus, I accept You as my Lord and Savior." Simple and easy. And and this is this is an opportunity for a physical thing to become a spiritual thing for you. Your choice your opportunity. And here's what I'm going to invite you to do. When we were um, in Vernon, we just recently, six weeks ago, eight weeks ago, I don't remember, we moved into a new venue. We'd been in a venue that had worked for us for about a year, and it still sort of worked for us, um, but there were some things that it was missing. One of the things that was missing was there was no altar space. We call this the altar. I know it's the front of the church. We didn't have one at the Barrows Theater. And I have a measuring stick when we set up our chairs, eight feet from here until the first chair. He's like, what, there's so much room. I'm like, no, but I need an altar. We call this the altar. We just finished a series on rebuilding altars. And um, and one of the things about an altar is an altar is a place where things go to die. Things don't come back from the altar. They stay on the altar. And this is your opportunity to take this weight. It's ill-fitted. It's not light and it's not easy. It's not God. Hear that. The weight you're trying to carry is not from him. Because his burden is light, or his yoke is easy, and his burden is light. And you have the opportunity to walk out of this room with that brick. Keep carrying it. Do the same thing as you've always done. But Please don't hear shame. Please don't hear guilt. But, but this is the opportunity right now. is to continue to carry the weight or to leave it at the altar. And I believe that when you do something physical, it'll do something spiritual. You know, it's not every Sunday when I stand in the front that I lift my hands and feel like lifting my hands, but I want to get myself in a position that I'm surrendering to God. It's not every Sunday that I want to sing the song, but I want to get in a position that I'm worshiping God. It's not every Sunday that I want to smile, but you know what happens? When I smile, my body starts to feel better. When I frown, my body starts to feel worse. Because my physical world can do things in my supernatural world. So I know you're just bringing a brick, a billionaire's brick. It's it's, it's got a good rhyme to it. We're bringing the billionaire's brick to the altar. But in this moment, what I'm believing is God's allowing you to release the weight and leave it at the altar. Hannah's going to play for the next... Uh, two minutes, and I'm going to invite up, um, I'm going to invite up, uh, Pastor Russ and Pastor Jasmine. If you would like prayer, it's not a requirement, but if you'd like prayer, they will be here available to pray for you and with you on this. What you can do is you can come up, drop the brick in here, drop the brick in there. You can take the brick and I'll pay Josh for it. That's fine too. I'm just trying to, I'm really bad at making things clear, so I'm just trying to make sure it's clear. Does it does it sound clear of what we're doing here? You have the opportunity to take the break or leave it. You know what's written down on there. I don't. Pastor Russ, Pastor Jasmine will be here if you need prayer. You can share with them. They're safe people. That's why they have that role. And we're going to let the Holy Spirit do something here. Maybe after the next two minutes, maybe we'll sing a song. Maybe we'll close. But you know what we need in each of our lives more than anything else? More of Jesus. Now it's in your hands. Why don't we turn up the music just a little bit? And if we can, maybe turn down the lights a little. Holy Spirit.